When it comes to having your home clean, you don't want just anyone doing it. You want the same cleaning team that provides a consistent higher standard of cleaning every time. Sounds like you need to call MadeRight of Duluth. MadeRight's cleaners are consistent, insured, bonded business owners that use the best practices and products on the market today, such as the patented EnviroShield Home Protection Disinfecting System. Life is short. Clean less. Call MadeRight of Duluth today and leave the cleaning to us. And welcome to Strategic Insights Radio. This broadcast is being sponsored by Made Right of Duluth and hosted by the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, Vlad Ruse. Vlad is a serial entrepreneur who currently owns four companies, ranging from just under two years old to over seven years old, with net revenues of $250,000 to over $5 million. And one of his companies, Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, just won the Pinnacle Rising Star Small Business of the Year Award. Congratulations on that, Vlad, and the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. And um, this program and a couple of other ones to come, we're going to do a series about understanding financial statements that is meant for business owners and non-accountants. Uh, obviously, accounts, that's what they do. They understand that. And a lot of times there's a gap between what the business owner understands and what the accountant is providing. Uh, a lot of times you just get numbers on a piece of paper and business owners really don't understand how to properly understand and read those numbers. So I wanted to dive into that subject a little bit to really give business owners a way to maybe help them understand those numbers a little bit and help them manage their company a little bit by looking at certain numbers. Well, I fall into both categories, business owner and I'm a non-accountant. So I may have questions a little bit throughout the show, if that's okay. Yeah, perfectly fine. And that's what the show is about. want to make sure that everybody understands and um, really at least has a, a basic grasp of what the numbers mean. And I've come across people from obviously starting out, they're not going to know a whole lot to executive management running multi-million dollar companies that really don't have a good grasp about how to understand the numbers. They know how to manage, they know how to run the business, but sometimes they the good the good part for executives is that they have typically CFO or an accountant that can explain to them what the numbers mean. Um, but to really dive into this, um, obviously the key word being financial statements. Uh, everybody in business has heard that word. They they know what they are. You have your income statement. Uh, typically, you're filing taxes. You at least need to have a few financial statements prepared so you can go ahead and file your taxes. And uh, some companies hand over receipts and bank statements to their accounting firm and they handle everything so they might not necessarily see formal account financial statements and some have a bookkeeper that prepares those and then they send them over to a tax accounting firm to prepare those uh, financial st statements and send them to the government and really what these statements are meant to do is really understand the state of your company to really give you an idea about what the numbers are saying about the company. And I want to relate this back to everybody working in, in different jobs, just 
living living life, you kind of have to do this intrinsically for everything that you have. You know, everybody knows that they have some money put away and whether it's uh, in different uh, houses, furniture, cars, bank accounts, uh, you know, they have assets, which assets would be anything that you own that is of value. And everybody knows that you have assets, you have debts, which in business we typically call liabilities. You know, what money do you owe? That being credit cards, mortgages, car loans, student loans, etc. And the uh, difference between the two being usually your net worth. And that's another buzzword that everybody knows what that means. Can you have negative net worth? You sure can. Okay, okay. If you got more debts than you have assets, you, you can definitely have negative net worth. Oh, and, there may be a lot of people out there like that, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, you know, with the way that our banking system is set up in the United States, obviously you can get unsecured loans, which means that you're taking money that's not secured by an asset versus a secured loan like a mortgage where you have this huge loan, but there's a, an asset that's back, you know, that backs that loan. So in net, usually and that's when you're looking at a house, you say you have equity in your house when the value of the house is greater than the mortgage on it. And same thing for a business. A business can definitely have negative equity. And most companies, especially most small businesses, a lot of times end up having negative equity because they're taking loans to start the business. And maybe they just haven't gotten to that point yet where they've made enough money to cover those loans again. So that that explains the asset liability side, which in most cases, that would be your balance sheet. You're talking on the personal side, you have your net worth. On the business side, you have your balance sheet. And that's really what that is. Your balance sheet shows you what your net worth is, which in you know, for a business, that would be what your equity is, what your or what the owner's equity is. The other important statement that everybody knows is the income statement. And almost everybody's familiar with that because that's whether you like it or not, when you're filling out your taxes at the end of the year, really what you're putting together is an income statement. Um, now, if you don't own a business and you're, you just have regular income from a job, that's just going to be very simply the money that you get from your job minus any deductions. And you know, the IRS obviously has their very specific rules for what you can deduct. In business, it becomes a little bit trickier in, in the sense that those rules are a little bit looser as far as you have to sort of determine yourself what you can deduct or not. And that becomes your income statement for your business. You know, income, uh, it's important to understand what you've had in the past. And I, a lot of people intrinsically project that for the future, right? Everybody thinks, okay, well, I made the X amount this year and next year I'm going to make at least that much. And hopefully I'll get a bonus. I'll make a little bit more. I'll get a little bit of a raise. Uh, and then you have on the other side of business, you can have businesses that are pretty well set in stone. They might have contracts. They know how much, you know, what kind of con how much those contracts are worth, how much they're going to get per month. And they're going to have hopefully pick up a couple of more contracts and increase that income. Same thing with it, it kind of like salespeople that get commissioned. They might have a base so they know at minimum what they're going to make. 
but they can also estimate and project that on top of that, they're going to make a certain sum in commissions uh, that obviously is not guaranteed, but they can say, okay, well, last year I made $30,000 in commissions or $100,000 in commissions, and I think next year I can do the same or close to it. And that is basically what a business has to do a lot of times when they're looking to use those numbers to help them manage and run their business because you have to project for the future and figure out what you need to essentially have, what you can afford, what contracts you can sign if you're hiring people, if you're hiring vendors, contractors, etc. And you talk, Vlad, about financial statements. If you're a business owner, I would think if, if you're one of those people that don't like to deal with numbers, so you have the accountant do everything, you still... I would think your advice would be don't stick your head in the sand. You still need to look at your financial statements every once in a while and know what's going on with your business. Correct. And that's what I wanted to focus this series on is really looking at the different financial statements, how to read them and how they apply to different businesses, because different businesses are going to be managed differently and there's different numbers to look at. And I think the important thing for a business owner is not necessarily to understand everything from A to Z on how to do this, unless, unless they're in the accounting field and unless they, it's something that they want to do. Most business owners typically that I've come across, they get these statements from the accounting firm that they have or from their accountant and usually it gets filed away. So maybe without even looking at them. Sometimes that's the case. I mean, I've gotten sealed envelopes before, of, you know, the last three years of financial statements. <laughs> so, and that, and that begs the question of, you know, and, and it's, and the reason that they're not looking at them is because nobody understands how to read these or not nobody, but a good amount of people don't understand how to read these. So they understand what their balance is in their bank account. They know roughly what income is coming in, how many sales they have. They might know what their payroll is, but they don't look at the complete picture. I and, have a feeling when we're done here, they'll have a better idea of, of what to look for. So uh, th this is really good information. Go ahead. And I wanted to really break it down and make it relevant and make it simple enough because it's, you don't need to look at everything. There's certain things you need to look at. Uh, but I wanted to get into a little bit more detail on defining and understanding just overall what's going to be in those statements, because that's the first thing. Cause otherwise, if you don't know how things are laid out and what things mean, you don't know what, what to look at. So the first one I wanted to really dive into is the income and the income statement. And that is basically you have, because the, the, like I said, the big two statements everybody's familiar with is your income or profit or loss, which you can't really have a profit and a loss. It's either one or the other. So that most, most accounts, a lot of times prefer just say income statement. Um, and then the other ones, the balance sheet and, or on the personal side, you would call it kind of a statement of net worth. And that shows you what the balances are in the different accounts. So when you're, and all of this comes from the fact that there's really two main types of transactions in accounting. You have the money that you earn, whether from personal side, that's the money that you get as a paycheck or as a business is the money that your clients pay you. That's the money that you earn. And whether you get it today or you get it in 60 days, depending on what kind of business you're in, 
it it's the the work that you're doing that's gonna that that gets you paid that your customers pay you for and then you have the money spent which is the money that you got to pay in order to run your business and again it could be you know as most business owners know there's terms to certain contracts and certain expenses that they have where they don't necessarily have to pay for something today they can pay for it in 30 days or they can pay for it in 60 days for example in the trucking industry almost all invoices are net 30 or net 60 which means that they get paid in 30 30 days or 60 days depending on the the contract but you're doing the work you're you know for the trucking industry for example we're moving the product today but we're not going to get paid 30 days and the balance sheet and net worth is really those kind of transactions are your shift in assets so if you're paying down a credit card you're not or paying down a loan you know you already spent that money you already got the loan you spend the money from the loan but now you're paying it back so it's kind of it's a shift from your bank account to your loan account or from your bank account to your credit card account and I'll, i'm going to get into that a little bit more and um but just give you a couple of examples on what things that and and most people know this just intuitively obviously things like spending money on gas for your car insurance utilities telephone all of those in most cases are expenses those are things you're spending money on and whether you're using cash and in in accounting a lot of times accounts will use the term cash doesn't mean you're going out with a huge envelope and buying something it just means that that money is is coming out of your bank account so like if you're using debit card that's considered a cash transaction as far as accounting is concerned probably not recommended you be walking around with a lot of cash on you correct and in most cases a lot of businesses won't aren't even prepared to take cash and uh, especially in business a lot of businesses just refuse so they is track credit card uh bank transfer but a lot of a, a few few businesses will take cash but as far as in the professional world a lot of times it's not the best way to do things um but that's again going back to just regardless whether you're using cash meaning that money's coming out right out of your bank account or if you're using a credit card or you're taking out a loan to pay for something the fact that you're paying for something that you're going to be using would more or less that's what is going to be considered an expense and then on the flip side if you're using a credit card you have really two transactions going on because the first transaction using the credit card to buy something and then you know a month later or a year later or whenever you got to pay the credit card company back so you really you're taking out a small loan to buy something you need today and paying it back at a later date and that's where that results in having a balance sheet transaction where now you have to keep you know and, and most people do this by you, you kind of keep it in the back of your head or you get your credit card statement and you know that you owe the credit card company x amount of dollars and you know that you've spent that money on buying stuff that you needed now you know you got to pay it with f- future earnings which is great for a business because a lot of times you need something today that's going to generate income for you in the future so you want to have that access the two kind of transactions that really gives rise to the different accounts in your income and balance sheet all right, Vlad, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we'll talk more about understanding your financial statements. You're listening 
to Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. Are you thinking about starting a business? Does your business need a loan or investors? Are you ready to grow and succeed? Then you need to call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp at 470-238-9097 for more information or to schedule your free business consultation. And welcome back to Strategic Insights Radio. We're talking with the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, Vlad Ruse, about understanding financial statements. Thank you, Mike. So going back to looking at the different, the two different major statements, the income statement and the balance sheet. And I wanted to get into a little bit more detail about the income statement and what what it tells you and how to manage your business using the income statement. In accounting, most of the time when you're looking at statements, you're looking at past history. So you're looking at what you made last month or last year, unless you're putting together projected financials, you're looking at what you're, what you've done in the past. And most of the time there's a delay, obviously between the time that the accounting firm gets your statements or your bookkeeper gets the statements and puts everything together, cleans everything up. And so that shows you the past history of how much money you made, what you spent it on. And the the other, and to get a little bit deeper into that statement, and most accounting programs will let you separate out profit or income and expenses by business unit. So if you're running a little bit of a larger company, or you might even be a one-man show, but might have five different product lines, you might want to know which of those are profitable, which ones are not. A good accounting system will let you do that as well. And I wanted to, actually, I want to make a, a little bit break into this year because when you're looking at different accounting statements, it's also important to know that there's two main methods of under of putting together statements in accounting and in, in software. And I'm, I'm saying accounting software because most businesses, that's how they manage their accounting now. Nobody does it by hand anymore. So obviously everything's going through software. And at one point, things get put into a computer. And there's two main types of accounting. One's called accrual accounting, and one is called cash accounting. Accrual accounting is the, I guess, the, the major form used by large corporations. And that is really the theory of if you spent something today, you expense it today, whether you paid it on credit or cash, regardless, versus, or even, and that's the same thing for income. If you, for example, we do this radio show today, even though the sponsor for the radio show paid at a different date, they would recognize the expense today because today is when the radio show was on. That's accrual accounting. And most businesses, and for the purpose of management, it's not always clear on how to, because the complicated system, a lot of times people try to use that and it just becomes messier for them and it doesn't help them in the long run. Uh, for small businesses, you can usually use cash accounting, which means that you just recognize things as they go out of your bank account. So if you paid for something today, you expense it today. If you use a credit card to pay for something, you typically might not even expense it until you actually pay your credit card bill. So it's looking at when cash is going out and when cash is coming in. So 
if you get paid $150,000 today for a contract that's going to take you a, a full year to perform, you would recognize that income today versus in accrual accounting, you would split that over 12 months and recognize one twelfth of the contract each month as you're performing and doing the work. Is one better than the other? I mean, there are there, uh, you know, advantages to doing accrual accounting as opposed to cash accounting? There are. If you ask any accountant, they'll tell you, obviously, accrual accounting is better at, under, at really giving you a clearer picture of what's going on in your business. Because even though you might receive, because it, it handles transactions in a way where if you do receive 150000 today and it's going to take you 12 months to do the work, you would have a separate line item that would basically a, account for that 150000 so you'd have a separate account that would say, okay, we, we have unearned revenue. You know, we have money that we got in, but we haven't done the work yet. And then as you do the work, you would consider that income. The issue for most small businesses is that if usually if they're using a part-time bookkeeper or if they're trying to do it themselves, they don't understand how to plug those transactions in because these, this is not something that the accounting software just knows. It's something that, or whatever accounting system you're using, you have to enter these transactions in the proper way. And that's why most businesses or most small businesses will just prefer to use cash accounting because it's much simpler. You look at your, basically look at the statement from your bank account, and that's what you more or less go off of in most cases. And and I'm, I, I want to make this useful for small business because Typically, that's where people need to really understand how to read their numbers and manage their numbers. So sometimes, it's you. you it's just I. You have to be under. You have to understand which system you're looking at. So typically, most financial statements generated by some kind of accounting software, somewhere on the page is going to say accrual or cash. So just got to look out for that so you understand what you're looking at. Because again, if you get 150,000 today. Or if, and the other thing with accounting software is, is based on how you put things in, they'll look at things differently. So if I invoice somebody today for 150000 and they're not going to pay it in six months, my accounting software is going to show an income of 150000 today under the accrual system. But under the cash system, it's not because it hasn't been paid yet. So that's the other thing you got to watch out for. So you say, okay, well, we did the greatest month. We made 150,000, you know, yeah, but you didn't get any cash Not for really. it yet. Yeah. And you haven't done the work. And so again, you, you just have to be careful and know which one you're looking at. And that goes, and the next one I wanted to go into is the balance sheet. And that kind of goes hand in hand with that. It's another important thing on the balance sheet. Under the cash system on the balance sheet, your balance sheet should be a lot Small, smaller in terms of you have a lot less accounts. So your different accounts are not going to show up in the balance sheet if you're using the cash system or the accrual system. And again, you have to look at which one you're looking at. Uh, but basically, the balance sheet is going to tell you what the balance is in your bank account, what money you have in any other assets. So whether that's you might have a company car, you might have furniture in the office, what the value of those assets are. And typically, most when you're talking about assets for a company, everybody understands depreciation. They, you know, everybody understands that on a personal level, or right? you buy a car and it depreciates. 
But I'm thinking a lot of business people probably don't account for it when it comes to their balance sheets. They typically don't. Usually the accounting firm or usually depreciation is gets done by the tax account. A lot of people just do depreciation based on what the IRS allows them to do and they take the maximum they can take, which is great for taxes if you think taxes are um, going to go up. But most people don't understand. One thing that most people don't understand is when you're looking at a balance sheet for a company, you look at the value of what you originally purchased it for, right? You subtract depreciation and you get what the book value is. The book value has nothing to do with the market value. So you can have, let's say, a building and it's going to depreciate. On the balance sheet, you're going to have depreciation. And let's say if, you know, if it's a building or you're depreciating it over 15 years, in 15 years, that the book value of that building is going to be zero or close to it. But the market value of it is probably going to be higher than what the original price of the building was. So you have to keep that in mind as well. And that's another thing that you know most people, and depending on the uh, taxes and where what county you're in, they're going to look at market value, not book value for different things, depending on the, the category. Uh, but that's an important thing. So usually... What the way that I like to see long-term assets when I prepare statements, and I think what's helpful for most people is you see the original purchase price minus the depreciation, and then you get your book value. On the liability side, the liabilities being the you know the company word for for debt, you have your current liabilities, which is um, your credit card balances, your short-term loans, anything that's under one year. And then you have your long-term liabilities, that's your long-term loans or uh, any obligations that you have long-term. The net of that is going to be your equity. Again, that's kind of your net worth for your company. Depending on the industry, the balance sheet is definitely something that's important to understand if you're trying to get a bank loan. Because a lot of banks will look at your balance sheet to kind of determine what your credit risk is. So that's also an important thing to really understand, keep an eye on in, in a way to really just have a good view of where you are, how much money you have in the different accounts, especially once you start getting a little bit bigger and all of a sudden you have multiple employees, multiple offices, multiple product lines, you have different bank accounts, you have different assets, everything's appreciating differently, you have different loans, taking out lines of credit to pay for different things you've got to pay back. So you got to have a good base that you're starting from in order to really understand and be able to use that information as the company goes bigger. And you know, if you're a small company, you know, one man shop doing insurance sales, most people in that category usually don't really focus on it too much because it's pretty simple. You can see the money coming in. You you have maybe a handful of expenses that you got to pay for, but as you're if you're going to grow your business and you start hiring more people and hiring people under you that are going to produce sales and now they have expenses and they have a car that you got to pay for and you got to pay for their gas and all these things sort of add on and as the company gets bigger and bigger things get more complicated so you have in my opinion you need to understand it at the basic level first and it's easier if you get a good grasp of it early on and then as you build the business you'll have a much better idea
Okay, that's uh, some great tips there. Hopefully, uh, business owners uh, and non-accountants, when they're looking at their financial statements, specifically income statements or balance sheets, they'll be looking at it now with an idea of, of what they're looking at, and it won't look like it's in a foreign language at them. That wraps up our time on Strategic Insights Radio. I want to thank our sponsors, Made Right of Duluth and Sterling Rose Consulting Corps. For more information about this program, Vlad Ruse, or our sponsors, please visit www.strategicinsightsradio.com. Dot com. To reach Vlad Ruse, the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, directly, you can call him at 470-238-9097 or visit sterlingroseconsultingcorps.com. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you can download a free white paper on the subject from strategicinsightsradio.com following the show. We'll see you next time. When it comes to having your home clean, you don't want just anyone doing it. You want the same cleaning team that provides a consistent higher standard of cleaning every time. Sounds like you need to call MadeRight of Duluth. MadeRight's cleaners are consistent, insured, bonded business owners that use the best practices and products on the market today, such as the patented EnviroShield Home Protection Disinfecting System. Life is short. Clean less. Call MadeRight of Duluth today and leave the cleaning to us.